It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Yes, he is. It is Gil Alexander. Welcome to a numbers game. Good Wednesday morning to you right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Gay Plus, and of course, iHeartRadio. JC Khan is here as well. Good morning, Gil. We have NFL schedule leakage. We will talk about leakage momentarily. Uh, good good show, though. Brady Cannon on the Byron Nelson. We'll talk golf with him. Jason Weigart will join us for his uh, second of two visits this week to talk MLB. Christy Andrews from the South Point, my mishpucha. How about that on the show? Uh, on the heels of the NFL schedule, uh, which is supposed to be released officially, the entire schedule tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. But we have the entire week one leakage about to uh to get into here, and uh, Chrissy will talk about uh, when the South Point will put out their numbers. When will they put out the spreads of those Week One games? And for the full schedule, what about season wins? Uh, when is that happening? Josh Towers, no, no, Josh, a little baseball as well. Todd Wishnev will join us from his mom's Cork Attic in Pittsburgh, PA, as well to talk all things in-game betting, baseball. See what he's up to. See if he has any thoughts on uh, on football as well. Before we get to the uh, football schedule, real quick. Yesterday, I did a tennis segment on the show. I don't often stop and do a whole tennis segment, just myself giving picks. But I hope you played them. Uh, Podoroska, plus 258 against Petra Kvitova. She gets it done in the dead of night. Uh, took three sets to do it. Won the first set, but won the final one as well. And Vera Zvonareva, I hope uh, folks listened, at least if you're interested in how I handicap tennis, plus 258 over Petra Kvitova. Um, tennis markets are very... Very off sometimes, in my opinion, based on the numbers. And there's one example of that. So that's a winner. And we have Nadia Podoroska now, plus three and a half games at minus 105 against Serena Williams. That was another one that I mentioned yesterday. That's going on currently. And I believe, let me just make sure, yes, they are in a first set tiebreaker. Now, here's the issue with the plus three and a half, though. If she, you know, if she loses the the first set tiebreaker seven to six, she could be mentally taken out. We hope not, right? But you could be so mentally beaten up by that that she gets just destroyed in the second set. So that's always dicey. Even if she wins the first set tiebreaker, that means we still have to pr- potentially face another two uh, sets of tennis. So that is very much in progress. We will see. Didn't have the. Uh, I have too much respect for Serena to have gone Nadia all in on the money line like I did with Zvonareva, but hopefully that one comes through as well. There are no tennis lines for those who are asking, hey, have any picks for tomorrow? There are none up yet for tomorrow's lady side at the Italian Open in Rome yet, but I will tell you that on the men's side, it probably starts right after the show today in a couple hours. I'm taking a bite of Yannick Sinner against the King of Clay, Rafael Nadal. I'm taking Yannick Sinner plus the five games. So if you're looking for tennis action, you didn't play these yesterday, there is your morning tennis pick of the day, Yannick Center plus five games uh, on the men's side against Rafael Nadal. Now, as far as the NFL schedule is concerned, um, again, leakage this morning from everybody. We have the entire first week schedule in the National Football League. Jason, throw it on up there, because who can't wait for football? I raise my hand. I can't. We're going to have to, though. September 9th, Thursday night is the opening game of the schedule. It's the Cowboys at the Buccaneers, the return of Dak Prescott from injury, and the first game we'll see him after his contract extension against the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, here's the thing, because if you're tuning in, you're like, wait a minute, they're going to put out lines for this? Ten years ago, that's recent history. So we're talking 2011. I sat down with Andrew Garud over at the M here in Vegas. Andrew Garud 
was the British derivatives trader who became the lead developer of the Midas algorithm over there at, at the time was Cantor Gaming. And he was the guy that was that made the in-game engine there. And in those days, there was barely any in-game, like one game a day if you were lucky. And in the United States, we never had a sport where we would put out lines, any operator put out lines on seasons months in advance. And Andrew Garut over there at the M and at Cantor Gaming was the first one to do that. And that was like 10 years ago. And when I asked him, oh, my God, what are you doing? Why wouldn't I do it? It was so second nature to those in the UK and to bookmakers there. And now we sort of take it for granted. That date of when these lines would come out crept earlier and earlier and earlier through the years. Say what you will about CG, but they were the first ones to do it every year pretty much. And so we should, I would imagine, see lines from somebody today. But the Cowboys and the Buccaneers are the first one Thursday night football. The return of Dak against the Super Bowl champions. Then Sunday, Sunday morning games. Uh, it starts with the, the Eagles at the Falcons. A matchup there between, uh, between Philly and Atlanta. I'm stalling, so I can give the station ID. It is Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, FUBO, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio. Going over the NFL schedule here. I'll repeat the, uh, you know, we'll update the tennis plays a little later. Uh, see how those are going. So Philly at Atlanta to start things off in the, in the early set of games on Sunday. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. The Steelers and Najee Harris. We'll see what Big Ben has left against the Buffalo Bills trying to get this year to the Super Bowl. It's pretty much Super Bowl or bust for the Bills. They'll start at home against the Steelers. Jets at Panthers. Whew. Zach Wilson at Sam Darnold is what you get there. Jets at Carolina. Maybe a little wink from the NFL schedule makers on that. That will start out. Uh, things for those two teams. The Vikings are at the Bengals. The return of Joe Burrow. Uh, they get a home game against the Vikes to start things off. Early set of games on Sunday. San Francisco 49ers at the Detroit Lions. The Niners, who one would imagine will start Jimmy G on opening day, one would assume, at the Jared Goff-led Detroit Lions. Early set of games on Sunday. Then the, the dud game of the week, Jacksonville at Houston, although there's always intrigue. It's Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, and who knows, maybe Tim Tebow, the Jacksonville Jaguars, at God knows who's starting at quarterback for the Houston Texans. I'm acting like they're starting pitchers, by the way. But is it Deshaun Watson? Is it Terod Taylor? Is it Davis Mills? We don't know. Might the Jaguars be a sneaky first-week survivor play? Seahawks at the Colts, Carson Wentz. Hosting Russell Wilson and the Seahawks still in the early set. And then uh, finishing out the week one schedule. I mean, it, are, are there any matchups we wouldn't want to see right now? Cardinals at Titans, pretty sneaky good early game. And probably the best, for my money, of the early games on week one of the NFL schedule. The Los Angeles Chargers at the Washington football team. Herbert against Young. Offensive rookie of the year against defensive rookie of the year from last year. We'll see who gets the, uh, the upper leg in their sophomore season to start things out. And then the late games. There are four afternoon games. The Browns are at the Chiefs. Man, that's a good one. Browns with all the possibilities in the world this year against the Chiefs trying to get back to the title, trying to get back to the Super Bowl for a third straight year. Dolphins at Patriots. Interesting AFC East clash in the afternoon. Tua and the Dolphins against Cam Newton. And the Patriots. We'll see if the Patriots can bounce back from a very mediocre that's being kind, season last year. Packers at the Saints. Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, who knows? Packers at the Saints. And then the Broncos at the Giants. Well, 
that's not that exciting. And then the Sunday night game, Bears at the Rams. So you get the uh, new-look Bears. Will it be Justin Fields? Will it be Andy Dalton against the Rams with Matthew Stafford at quarterback? Good Sunday night football game. First chance to see the Rams now with a legit quarterback, some would say. And then Monday night, right here in Las Vegas, the Raiders, who didn't have any fans in the stadium all last year, they get the first Monday night game of the 2021-2022 season. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson coming to take on the Raiders. Very exciting just to roll through all of that. We'll see if we'll have lines later today. Again, something that we couldn't even fathom a decade ago. We'll see if they come out later. Let's bring in Todd Wishnev from his mom's cork attic somewhere in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. How you doing, Toddy? Well, right now I'm studying the uh, 2022 round four betting on how many <laughs> linebackers will be picked uh, in the fourth round of the 2022 draft. Of course, everybody is interested in the 2022 NFL draft and, of course, the NBA uh, MVP and what the schedule is going to be because that's quite interesting. <laughs> so let's talk more about some more nonsensical sports talk. Yay. All right. So that's Todd's way of saying, can we talk about actual stuff that I bet every single day? So Todd bets baseball. You, you're you waiting for basketball and hockey playoffs to start. Will you bet hockey playoffs? Yes, absolutely. Hockey playoffs, just do yourself a favor, close your eyes, bet the dogs, and when the puck goes in, when it's 2-2 with three minutes to go, and the puck goes in off a skate, you'll get plus 30, plus 32, plus 27, plus 45. That's how hockey playoffs works. You don't have to make it more complicated than that. And, you know, yeah, there are teams that are juggernauts you have to stay away from. And, of course, there's in-game opportunities in hockey just like in any other sport. But if you're going to bet it pregame, I would uh, suggest betting the hockey playoffs uh, plus money with whoever you take. Let me let me actually put some some actual quantifying numbers to what Todd's attitude largely is saying right there and that is that uh when we take when we talk about the nba playoffs i've said this stat many times let's give stats uh stats by lopez i believe the credit for this um and that is that when you play the nba playoffs favorites get through uh best of seven series uh 85 percent of the time i believe the stat is in the in the nba that's largely because of the mismatches in the first round of the playoffs we just don't see upsets and so that's what happens in best of sevens in hockey for you to get to 85% of favorites to manifest, you would literally have to play, are you ready for this? Best of 51 series. That's how long it would take for, for hockey randomness to sort of mute and for you to get that kind of result uh, as compared to the NBA. So what Todd is saying is very right. Uh, the hockey playoffs so much more random, and you would not do terribly just betting it the way that, that Todd was talking about. Um, but also, but also, if you just watch the games, you can understand that LeBron and Anthony Davis are not going to lose to whoever, whatever fodder they throw in front of them because it's basketball. And if you watch hockey, so many of these games, especially in the playoffs, become tight checking events where it's 1-1, 2-2, 3-3, late in the game or in overtime, and some wacky thing happens. The puck goes in off a deflection or something. It's not necessarily the, the skill of the teams is not necessarily indicative in the final score because so much like you just said so much luck enters into it but if you watch the game you can actually see it you know who scores that fifth goal in the game to make it 3-2 is so 
much more random involved. You know, there's much more randomness involved in it, so it, to speak. It's like our mutual buddy E says uh, when there's a huddle in hockey when they stop the play in the in the closing minutes and some team is <laughs> some team huddles up and E says he goes, "What are they doing, Gil? Are they drawing up a play that's going to ricochet off a skate in one and a half seconds, and that play will will just immediately be scrapped." Uh, that's his view of of hockey betting. So uh, we look for. By the way, the NHL playoffs is spectacular, though, just from a uh, from a fan standpoint. Uh, you are betting. But by the way, yes. by the way, for the fifth round of the 2022 draft, there is some new news. I don't know. If you want to know. Are you mocking but that right now? That. Are you mocking no, it? Forget it. We won't talk. <laughs> all right. Uh, did you want to chime in on the NBA MVP race at all? Uh, oh, well, wanna... I, I, yeah. Who knows? It could it be Joker? Maybe. maybe <laughs> I don't know. But I just heard that there's a writer in the Bozeman, Montana news who yes. is going to change his vote. That could have huge implications in the NBA MVP race. Ladies and gentlemen, the always uh, fascinating Todd Wishnev, uh, star of Showtime's docuseries Action. Uh, check that out, a four-part series where he was uh, filmed largely here at the South Point Hotel Casino be- behind me. All right, so baseball you are betting currently. You're betting it a lot. Let me ask you a, a serious quick. Can we have a serious betting conversation real quick? Sure. So it's a three-outcome game. We've talked about this a lot. Homers, strikeouts, bases on balls. Home runs also muted in that calculus, right? So it's like the worst thing that could ever happen to offensive baseball is that the ball has created that as well. So literally last night, we saw two games where the preflop total was six and a half. This was a means Stroman game and the Al-Soleil-Bieber game. Talking about the uh, the Indians game and then before that, uh, the Mets-Orioles game. So six and a half, so I just talked about 10 years ago how they didn't put out NFL lines in advance. and It was such a revolutionary thing here stateside. Ten years ago, it took, not even ten years ago, I'm talking about, you know, maybe it was ten years ago. We're talking about the Giants and the Phillies in the NLDS when it was Lincecum and Mad Bum, and it was Oswald and Halliday and Hamels on the other side. That's when you would see a six and a half, right? It would take this extreme pitching matchup in a postseason for bookmakers to even drop it down to six and a half. So we're seeing six and a half preflops, for goodness sake. So on your bets, and again, you do more in-game than preflop, you and I have talked about, okay, well, there's this extra inning rule, so be careful with in-game unders. I mean, has this nature of the game now affected the way you bet? The fact that the, the general run production, you know, climate is so low? Yeah, and, and it's so funny that you bring this up because I was going to talk about this with you, that this is the first year that I'm watching baseball and like, I'm, okay, this is just, something's got to change because this is just, it's not entertaining. It's become much less entertaining, even from last year, yes. even from one year ago, it's become much less entertaining because it's so hard to score. Every single guy comes in, throws 95 miles an hour, even the bad pitchers throw 95 miles an hour, and you just can't score because everything's a home run. And the base Base running is so incredibly oh. bad. Well, I guess it makes sense because they never get on base. So how would they know how to run the bases? <laughs> That's right. But you know, it, it's un- but last night in the Reds game, I know three zero count. Nick Senzel's on first base for the Reds, down one nothing. Jesse Winker, who I believe is hitting three sixty five, is up with a three zero count, and Senzel decides I'm going to steal and get thrown out. I mean, it's just incredible on a nightly basis what you see in the base running. But yeah, I, I don't. You have to obviously take this stuff into account. It's like any other sport where 
Um, you know, you have to see what's going on in this in the scenarios. Like if you're watching college basketball and they're calling fouls in the Big Ten every single night, you know, things like that. It's the same idea here in baseball that you have to make adjustments, obviously. And uh, you know, I haven't. I actually have not been doing well. I had an amazing first ten days in baseball. I was doing amazing, and since then, it's been really a real slog in baseball. There has been some things that that you still have been able to do, and I, I've been able to target now that I have the uh, in-game team totals this year that I didn't have in the past because I'm here in Pennsylvania. But the I've noticed that, you know, really good hitting teams, when they get up early, let's say they're up 4-0, 4-1, 5-1 early in the game, they're going to go against the back of the bullpen for the other team. And it often leads to, you know, 11 run games, 12 run games, 13 run games. So that's been something I've kind of been uh, taking advantage of from time to time. It doesn't always work, obviously, but um, especially when you have a good hitting team like the White Sox or, you know, the Reds or something. The Reds are such a wacko team. It's like they either score nothing or score a million. You know, I went to the game the other night, um, the Reds-Pirates game, and I had the, the Reds over team total four. I had already won that in like the third inning. I bet them again over 10 in like the fourth inning or something. They ended up with 14. So that's kind of a perfect example i went against the pirates bad bullpen and you get the reds for six more at bats you know you only have to score two and a half runs according to the the team total so yeah no we, we had mark borchard on i don't know if you've seen him base winner on the show and yesterday we were talking about part of his modeling and i know how much you love modeling of sports but part of it for him is he's had to include this layer called the underbelly of the bullpen so besides the closer and the first two guys of middle relief he just calls the rest of it the underbelly and it's like it's becoming the most important part of all of his handicapping. It, pretty much exactly what you're just saying right there. The other thing it sort of caused me, and this is this gets back to now all the rules changes, and let's see if you agree with this, and this is just more of a commentary on baseball, is when they, when they first instituted, I talked about this on primetime action last night, when they first instituted the ghost man on second for extra innings, right, because they didn't want the 18-inning games, and I get it. They didn't want to, you know, bust out arms uh, more than they had to and took teams weeks to recover, like at least a week to recover from something like that. But when it first came out, I was definitely old man, get off my lawn. I was saying, I was like, oh, this is terrible. It's not real baseball. And then I quickly loved it, right? I was like, oh, this is cool. I get it. It's kind of fun. Because of going back to this year now, because it has so dramatically changed, right? You get, as a result of the muted run production climate in all of Major League Baseball, you get more and more one-to-one games, more and more two-to-two games, right? It just makes sense that more of these games are going to extra innings. And by the way, that bears out in the stats. And now I'm almost the other side of it now. Now I'm like, I don't want to see this every game in five games a night. Like, this was great when it was like the normal rate of extra inning games. But now it just feels like we're playing some kind of, you know, gimmicky thing on a nightly basis. It's just the whole thing couldn't have been worse. Now here's, here's the other thing, though. In the middle of the season, they could change how the balls are anyway, right? So all of this could change on a drop of a dime. But are you, are you feeling that way about extras as well? Um, you know, uh, I could go either way on the extras. I guess they they almost need it now because with with such an anemic hitting, you could have you know twenty seven inning games because you know some, some other That's starter true. could come well, in. Well, Paul Spores, so, Paul Spores' solution is he was sort of like I'm kind of with you. He goes the the obvious answer would be play two extra innings of regular baseball and then throw in the extra ghost man. Just like sort of in college football how they're and they changed a little this upcoming year, but how it's like okay, you can do whatever you want the first sort of fair ups in overtime, but then you got to you absolutely have to go for two. So right. he believes in a hybrid. But anyway, it just it's it's fascinating. I'm curious 
And what you're yeah, saying I mean, is I don't really, you know, I I don't get so worked up about the rules. The only rule I do not want to see change is the fumble into the end zone. I, I like it the way it is, oh. and I don't want to hear anything oh, more about Jesus. it. There's too much scoring in football <laughs> anyways. Can the defense have something? Can they have something? Knock the ball loose. I don't want to see guys hanging the ball out, and if you do, I want to scream at you. All right. Well, you're, you're uh, you know, you're – you're more, much more deliberate in baseball for all the reasons we talked about. That's interesting to me. When, when the NBA playoffs, we'll take you out with this. When the NBA playoffs start, do you tend to bet series uh, prices more? Do you do pre-flop? Do you also play in-game, wait for a favorite to fall I, behind? How do you do that? I like, yeah, I like in-games a lot, but the totals I found are very interesting because the the NBA regular season, NBA playoffs, very often doesn't play like it almost plays like two completely different seasons. And therefore, the numbers on the totals that the books will put out early in the series will not be indicative. And sometimes it takes them a while to catch up. So you might see a situation where, you know, in a series between Team A and Team B, they put up a 225 in the first game. It goes way under. So they move it down to 222. It goes way under again. They move it down to 217. It goes way under again. Because they can't adjust fast enough to the fact that this is a completely different sport than what you just watched for 72 games so be careful and watch for that you'll very often see series is going you know either way over four games in a row or way under four games in a row it happens all the time so and of course you know that there's always in-game opportunities in in these uh, basketball games that's a spectacular point though uh as teams tighten up their rotations and actually care about playing defense a uh a great point about books not being able to adjust fast enough. We'll see if that manifests a week from now. Todd, thank you, sir. Always great to see you. Always great to talk to you, man. Oh, wait. Before you go, sixth round 2028 (laughs) NFL draft news. I've got an inside thing from Adam Schefter. Goodbye. You're not going to believe this. Goodbye. Todd, wish them, everybody, on a numbers game at Visa, the Sporting Network, coming back with some NBA scenarios. A numbers game with Gil Alexander. With basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. As always, please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. That's 1-800-522-4700. Podoroska takes down Serena in the first set in the tiebreaker 7-6. We're in a second set, 1-1. Remember, we're catching three and a half games already off the uh, plus 258 winner this morning on Zvonareva, so hopefully we can cash that one as well. But again, you never know with the plus games. Because she won the first set doesn't mean we're home free. We've got uh, a potential of two more sets to play, so anything can happen. Um, Okay. First of all, we get tweets, by the way. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate that. Uh, This one is, for a lot of them, just on the tennis winner this morning. Uh, And then Lauren Sanderson packed. She said, Gil, I always ride with your tennis picks to uh, sweat as I'm at work doing this plumbing thing, but I miss them today. Still time. Need to get that Camila Georgie loss off my mind. That, that was a three-hour, 51-minute 
plus 278 that we didn't get a few days ago. Um, that was brutal. The only thing left today, again, I, ha- I have Yannick Sinner plus five games against Rafa Nadal coming up in a couple hours. Ace approves. Uh, Gil, with today's week one NFL schedule release, does this mean we get a special episode of Guessing Lines with Chrissy tomorrow morning? Uh, that's funny. No, we never do week one, but Chrissy will be on the show here in about uh, 15, 20 minutes. We'll talk to him about that. Um, okay, NBA. This is, again, I got playing fever, man. This is so great. I don't know if I love exactly how they're doing it with 7, 8, and then 9, 10, and winner of 7, 8 gets 7. Loser plays winner of 9, 10 for the right to get the A seed. But, man, does it add intrigue. Because I don't know what else we talk about this week. And it's not just the, it's not the 10 part of it. It's the 6, 7 jockeying. Uh, but so fascinating what's happening. It's today a six-pack of NBA games, one of which, first of all, let's talk about the bottom of the league. One of them is Boston at Cleveland. Uh, While everybody's crowing about Oklahoma City having lost 22 of 23, which is just unbelievable since a 20 and 27 start. And remember, their season win total was 22 and a half. That could be one of the worst, worst beats ever for overs. The Cavaliers are doing the exact same thing. They've lost 11 in a row, 14 of 15. Their season win total was 22 and a half. They're 21 and 48, as opposed to OKC being 21 and 49. So OKC has two games left. The Cavs with their third-to-last game tonight for over-betters on season wins. The Celtics are six-and-a-half-point road favorites. I don't trust the Celtics to beat anybody right now. They don't show up for games. And now no Jalen Brown, of course, who averaged 24.7 on the year. So for bad to worse for the Celtics, who look like they are absolutely a play-in team now, uh, they're entrenched at, at number seven right now. But the Cavaliers' season win total implications. As far as, you know, jockeying for position, Washington's at Atlanta. Washington's six-and-a-half-point dogs. Remember, no Bradley Beal at Atlanta. I have bets on, and these were global, will a 10th seed specifically make it into the playoffs? And the whole bet that I made was plus three. I made three different bets at north of plus $3. And we had that graphic the other day. I was always counting on it being the Wizards. That's why I bet it. Eastern Conference, we're talking. So right now, the Wizards in 10th. I'm obviously rooting for a Wizards loss for that bet. And it will be interesting if the Wizards, who have a two-game lead on the Bulls, if the Wizards can somehow figure out that they will not be in jeopardy, and we'll see what happens here, of being bounced from the play-in. And then we'll see what happens tonight against the Hawks. Even if they lose that, we'll see if somehow in the next couple days they still clinch It'll be interesting to see if they play Bradley Beal the last two games of the regular season, if you understand what I'm saying. If they're, if they're safe to be in a play-in but can't really get to the 7-8, but right now they could still get to the 7-8, where the Hornets are only one game better than them in the loss column, and obviously 7-8 potentially better than 9-10 and because you'd only have to play one play-in game to get into the postseason. So just you just said there's so many moving parts. Those are my three bets in the East. Will a 10th seed get to the playoffs? Plus 351, plus 328, plus 307. Then in the West tonight, there's three games, and this is all about jockeying for, you know, the scrum between the Mavericks, the Blazers, and the Lakers to find out who will not be the seventh seed, right? Who will not have to play in a play-in. The Lakers with LeBron tonight, 13-point favorites hosting the Rockets. He'll probably be on a pitch count. Thought he'd play yesterday. We mentioned on a numbers game yesterday. Well, they're saying it's likely, but nothing's official, and he didn't play yesterday. But he will play on some kind of pitch count, it appears, tonight. Uh, so you'd assume a Lakers win. They'll be watching Dallas, nine-point favorites hosting the Pelicans. 
who are still mathematically alive. And then Portland, two-point dogs at Utah. Remember, in the NBA standings right now in the Western Conference, here's how close that is. The Lakers just one game back of both the Blazers and Mavericks. The Lakers currently in seven. Love playing fever in the NBA. We'll come back. We'll talk to Josh Towers on baseball. Chrissy Andrews as well. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Did you know Visa.com has the latest lines and odds for every game on the board tonight? You can track the line movements with live charts, get estimated scores for every matchup, and all the betting information you need to stay on top of the action. You can also drill down per sport. Visa.com slash NBA, Visa.com slash NHL. You get the idea. You can also use our parlay calculator to figure out payouts and get all our betting 101 info, including definitions of the betting terms we use here on the Sports Betting Network. Start your day's sports betting research for free at vcin.com. That's the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander. A couple follow-ups on what we were talking about earlier. One, no Monday night doubleheader to start the year. That should be noted. And there will be two games in London. Oh, London games. Just what we love. I'm going to guess Jacksonville's one of them. Uh, and then the other thing, we were talking about how, uh, you know, with Tankapalooza here, Cleveland, losers of 11 in a row, 14 of 15. OKC, losers of 22 of 23, the only team they beat in that stretch, the Celtics. All of that, adorable, cute, compared to what the Phoenix Suns did in 2018. Remember when the original Tankapalooza, when we were tracking, we had certain rules involved. The games where Phoenix was playing against non-tanking teams, they finished the year 0-27. In that subset. That's why Tankapalooza 2018 will never be topped. Uh, let's talk a little baseball. Let's talk some more baseball. Ladies and gentlemen, former major leaguer, current VEASAN host, it's Josh Towers. How you doing, Josh? Hey, I'm good. But, hey, didn't it work out pretty well for the Phoenix Suns now? Oh, that's my point. That's my point. And let's, and let's transfer that to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who once again had the audacity last night. I'm glad you bring it up, Josh. Who had the audacity to win another basketball game. And Minnesota... <laughs> If, you know, they only have a top three protected pick, and they're like, they're trying to not even be close to the worst three teams. They could be like the sixth worst, and that's the difference between having 14% of the pink ball balls in the lottery and 9%, and that matters because, I mean, how much more does that mean to your franchise to have that pick or to have to convey it to the Golden State Warriors? I mean, tanking works, people. I'm with you, Josh. Come on. It's been proven. I'm saying... I'm getting Las Vegas Chris is texting me how he wants to take a Beluzo abolished. I'm like, no, man. It's the greatest thing ever. Um, all right. Let me ask you this. Kelly Bidlin, our producer uh, on Primetime yep. Action, which I do with Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, and Kelly. Uh, weeknights, we're on MSG Plus again tonight at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. He asked Matt Brown and I last night. He goes, give me, give me your guys' most surprising team in baseball through roughly 35 games of the season, give or take a few games, and the most disappointing. And I decided to take it as a, you know, as a, as a task to, you know, make a gambling point. So I talked about how Seattle, 18 and 17, but it's like the most unsustainable thing whatsoever. If you drill down on their one-run records, on their extra inning records, their pitching staff, on and on. And I use the Dodgers, which was kind of unfair because they've had just ridiculous amount of injuries. But I just wanted to make a, a sustainable, unsustainable kind of point. Matt went more conventional. He said the Red Sox most surprising to the good, and probably we don't really see a way where they're, they're going to fall that dramatically. And he had the Minnesota Twins as clearly the most disappointing. Who would be yours on both ends? 
Yeah, I, I kind of I, I think I'm on his side too. I think Minnesota's the most disappointing. I'm not quite sure why they're nine games under 500. Uh, Kenta Maeda, when you watch him pitch, he's been fantastic forever. And now everything is just up, 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 and he he's getting no depth or it, just nothing on what he's used to finding that success. So I, I find it weird that Minnesota's struggling as bad as they are, especially when you got, you know, Jay Happ and the boys actually doing pretty well. Um, I don't know how much you expected from that. So that's surprising to me. I agree with Boston as well, kind of. I mean, I didn't expect the pitching to be anything at all. You got Eovaldi kind of as your ace in essence. I mean, I know Rodriguez is, and then the bullpen wasn't very good. The offense has always been nice, and they don't really buy into uh, some of the other philosophies of hitting. So on the offensive side, I'm cool. The pitching side, I didn't see them. Boston, that is, being very good. So I'm a little bit shocked at that. Um I, I don't I don't put stock into into injuries at all. I mean, we we have the minor league system and we have depth in our organization. We go out and get players just to ride the bench, to be my fourth outfielder, et cetera. And the Dodgers have plenty of pitching that should keep them in games. I mean, look at Cleveland. Cleveland's got what I, I would say not very much offense at all, but yet they're nineteen and fourteen, eight and two in their last ten, and they win games like they did yesterday, three to two, and they find a way where the Dodgers don't. So I mean you let Jocko, you let Kiki go, you didn't replace it with anything. I have no sympathy for the Dodgers. I think that it's kind of surprising what they're doing. It sure is. Flirted with 500, but got the win last night. Uh, come from behind so that they didn't fall to 500. All right, full slate of games today, Josh. Is there anything that uh, sticks out to you as a bet? I mean, there's there's quite a few fun games. I mean, for sure, my blind play against is at 9-10 this morning. Matt Harvey's pitching, so it's always – and I don't really – I'm not a big fan of betting on the Mets, but – Matt Harvey's going, so I'll definitely take the Mets this morning. Uh, I haven't looked at any lines, but Zach Wheeler's been pitching phenomenal lately, so that's something that I might consider looking at a little bit more. Um, and then, of course, depending on the lines as well, you got San Diego at Colorado, and Colorado's awful. Um, I, you know, you kind of lean towards Duffy a little bit, but the Royals are obviously watching NBA and they're doing their own tank of Palooza, so it's hard to bet on the Royals right now. But I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I. I still need a little bit of more time, so maybe that's a stay-away game. I like the Red Sox. I mean, I had Oakland last night, but I like the Red Sox. I, I think the kid pitching from them, um, I, I think he's going to be fine. I just don't know if, if this is the game that he wants his major league debut for. So I think Boston's in the driver's seat today. And then I, I lean towards the Yankees, and there's a lot. I haven't really dove into these a lot, Gil, but the Yankees with Colin McHugh, it's going to be a Penn day to an extent for Tampa. Um, and Colin's been kind of like relieving, but then starting, and now he's starting again. So that gets a little bit more difficult. So I think you have to lean the Yankees as well. Uh, and there's an interesting game with the Brewers and Cardinals. Woodruff's been amazing, I think, in what, five of his seven starts or six of his seven starts. He's given a one run or less. I mean, it's just been phenomenal what he's doing. On the flip side, John Gant, his walks have been through the roof, which is obviously very scary. But it's kind of the same. I think he's given up like two or less in five of his seven or something crazy like that. So whatever he's doing, it's working, and the Cardinals are they're playing good baseball. So I, I think that's going to be a fun game. I'm not sure what side I like, though. All right, with the uh, Wheeler, let me just attach a number to that. Zach Wheeler in the Phillies at the Nationals. He is minus 130. That's a play for you? At, at that number, it is. Um, I mean, he's pitched 
deep into the ninth, what, two of his last three starts, he's been great. I mean, I know John Lester's on the other side. His career numbers versus Philly are good, but that's not – this is a completely different John Lester, and we're still seeing a lot of inconsistencies with the Nationals. So I, I do like the Phillies today. Yeah, I had Brandon Woodruff up against Wheeler the other day, and it was uh, scoreless into the seventh, and it wasn't like it was a bad pick, but Wheeler just outlasted Woodruff, and the Phillies got it. Wheeler has been phenomenal. One-time Mets product. So that's Josh's uh, best play of the day right there. Thank you, Josh. I got a run. What were you going to say here? I'm sorry. I think there's a few Mets uh, prospects around baseball today playing. <laughs> yes, that's, that is the case. Matt Harvey being one of them. But uh, the Mets, by the way, at like $2. Call it like minus 190. Uh, that's the early game today. 12-10 over there in Queens. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you yep. next week. Josh Towers, everybody. Former MLBer and, of course, Visa host. We'll come back. My mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews. When will he have lines for these NFL Week 1 games for the schedule in its entirety? Chrissy next on a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Oh, I got week one NFL lines. Hang on a second. Let me just read this. Baseball players may not get style points for home runs, but baseball bettors do. New bet MGM customers can turn a dollar into a hundred tonight when someone goes yard during a game. Sign up for the bet MGM app using VEASAN 100 and if you place a $1 money line wager on the Dodgers or Mariners tonight, you'll get a hundred dollars. If either team hits a home or new customer offer paid in free bets, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. It's Gil Alexander. Uh, we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, the NFL schedule is supposed to come out tonight in its entirety at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We'll be on air on MSG Plus on uh, primetime action to analyze the entire schedule. Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin, and I uh, on primetime action. But there was leakage this morning. We announced the entire uh, week one schedule. But now, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first lines. And uh, shout out to DraftKings for putting these up. We'll do these in chronological order. Uh, these we, we haven't even had time to make graphics on them, but I'll read them out to you. The opener, the Thursday night opener, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Cowboys. Tampa Bay minus 6.5 is the opening line at DraftKings. I'm going to go Cronkite here and take off my uh, glasses to uh, get real serious about this. Buccaneers minus 6.5, money line minus 275 on them. Cowboys plus 215 coming back. So 6.5 in favor of the Bucks. Sunday morning, these are the openers. Uh, we talked about the uh, Jets-Panthers game. Zach Wilson against Sam Darnold. Carolina installed as a minus four-and-a-half point favorite at home against Carolina. Excuse me, against the Jets. Carolina, four-and-a-half point favorites at home against the Jets. Vikings at Bengals. Vikings road favorites. Minus two-and-a-half at Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Vikings two-and-a-half point road favorites. Uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo, one of the marquee earlier games. Buffalo. Six-and-a-half-point home favorites uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the opener at DraftKings. So uh, Josh Allen and the Bills, six-and-a-half over the Steelers. Also an early game. Also early. Uh, Arizona at Tennessee. Titans, two-and-a-half-point home favorites in that one. Eagles at the Falcons. Falcons, three in the hook. They're minus three-and-a-half-point favorites against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Uh, Chargers at Washington off the board. We do not we do not have a spread for that yet. Although I'm seeing Washington is a minus one fifteen money line 
So that's going to be very, that's going to be under three, let's put it that way, and closer to a coin flip <clears throat> on that one, closer to a pick em. So not seeing a number there. Very close to a pick em. Chargers at Washington opening week. Niners at the Lions. We should have done guessing lines with Chrissy on these. Niners, seven and a half point favorites on the road at Detroit. No respect for the Lions. Niners, seven and a hook. Seven and a half point favorites on the road at Detroit. Jacksonville at Houston, the dud game, at least on paper of the week. Jacksonville, one and a half point favorites at Houston. How bad are the Texans that the Trevor Lawrence-led Jaguars, never having taken a snap, Urban Meyer never never having coached a game, one and a half point favorites on the road at Houston to open things. Seahawks at the Colts. Colts, two and a half point favorites hosting the Seahawks. Hmm, interesting. Broncos at the Giants. These are afternoon games. Broncos, one and a half point favorites at the Giants. No respect for the G-men. Dolphins at the Patriots. Patriots, two point favorites. This is Sunday afternoon, week one. Two-point favorites uh, are the Patriots at home. Browns at Chiefs, maybe the marquee game of the whole week one slate. Chiefs, no man's land. Five-and-a-half-point favorites hosting the Cleveland Browns. Then Sunday night, the Bears at the Rams, our first chance to see Matthew Stafford uh, under center for the Rams. Rams touchdown favorites, minus seven against the Bears Sunday night. And then Monday night, Ravens at the Raiders. Ravens. Six-point favorites at the Las Vegas Raiders. No respect for John Gruden, Mike Mayock, Derek Carr, and the Raiders. Those are your opening numbers from DraftKings. Let's bring in my mishpucha from right behind me here at the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook. It's Chris the Andrews, everybody. Good morning, Chris. What's going on, pal? We've got a lot of stuff going on, actually. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't necessarily know it would time out this way, but... Uh, the week one, no. week one leakage occurred, and then uh, there are some lines. How do you handle this? So, you know, DraftKings is, you know, this is no secret. That's one animal. They're in multiple, multiple jurisdictions, and so they're all in on that. For someone who runs a book like the South, Shop, like the South Point, like yourself, um, I would imagine now that you take a look at these, and then you do what? You, you, base, you, you sort of adjust based on what you know your clientele to be? Walk me through that. Well, first of all, let me say one of the, and this is why I think the uh, the first week uh, NFL can be kind of flawed for uh, for a lot of betters because when they make the number, they're looking at, at more like a referendum on the season. You know, when they evaluate that team, that isn't always what happens uh, in the first week. You know, now as we go through the regular NFL schedule, there's you know, travel involved and injuries and blah blah blah. You know, so it, it, the the numbers are a little bit different at that point. But that's the way a lot of guys view this first week. So I have to take that into account. Uh, I haven't quite finished my power ratings on the NFL, but I'll, I have those. I mean, I'm pretty close to being done there. Uh, and we'll have numbers out. I talked to my team this morning. We'll have numbers out a little bit later. I don't want to give anybody a time because I'm not exactly sure when. But, yeah, I mean, listen, you have to look at the market before you put it out. Just the NFL is so big. Uh, but that, that, that'll be my process here. And we're going to see a lot of differences the first week because naturally people have a lot of uh, different opinions on how these teams will come out for the season. But keep that in mind. That's what a lot of, a lot of betters do is uh, look at the first week line and they're looking at like a season uh, evaluation. That doesn't always come true. 
So let me ask you now also with season wins, because you have not put out season wins yet at South Point, yes, correct? No, I said I'm going to put them out Friday. I Friday. To look at the, the schedule and kind right. of go through it a little bit. So yeah. Okay, so I guess that was the follow-up. It was, you will, because obviously they're out there in other, in other spots, in other shops, but yeah, that's without the benefit of seeing, and we don't have that again. This We got week one, but we don't yet know until later tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You know, will one of these teams have three road games in a row, that kind of thing? Like, what are you looking for specifically? Right. Well, that's the first thing I look at is three road games in a row. And the other thing, then I start looking at sometimes two road games, and you go on, you know, to the, like, let's say, just pulling a name out, Seattle, Oakland. You go on to the to the East Coast twice in, in, in uh, you know, consecutive weeks, things like that. That can hurt a team. Uh, it doesn't seem to hurt as much when a team goes from east to west, but it might a little bit. You know, so I just I want to keep track of some of those. You know, kind of like when you play your opponent. Uh, like I think certain teams will probably maybe get better during the course of the year. We saw that last year with Tampa Bay, you know, without uh, any off-season workouts, and then you had Brady coming in, and obviously they got much much better as the season progressed. So I have to look at some of those things. Um, so there's a couple. There's a few things I'm looking at before I put out season win totals. Um, and talk talk to us a bit, if you would. By the way, I hate that expression. Talk to us, but if you would sort of explain to us the, <laughs> the betting trajectory of your clientele at the South Point. I know it's one shop, and it doesn't necessarily represent uh, everywhere, but you'll put them out. You know, you'll put out your lines today. You'll put out your season win totals Friday. Will 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 there be a a just run on your shop today by like the most professional of betters? Will it not even be that way? Will it be a trickle? And then does it sort of lull? And then you know some people still miss the window ten a.m. Pacific Sunday morning September twelfth, right? Like it's uh, explain to us how that goes. What's the rush immediately? Well, we'll probably get a lot of action today, uh, and maybe even through the weekend. And maybe even through a week, let's say, you know, and then things will really slow down to an absolute trickle. And uh, you know the way betters are, Gil. You know, I guarantee, uh, you know, Sunday morning, uh, September twelfth, guys are going to get shut out at the window by waiting till the last minute. You know, even though these will be up for months, but that—that's the way the betting pattern will go. Um, and that's just human nature. There's nothing really we could do about that. But Gil, while I have you, and I don't know how much more time I have. In a couple minutes. Uh, I planned on talking about this. I didn't know how much. Uh, I didn't know all this was going to come out. This I didn't morning. Either. I really was expecting to come out this evening. Yeah. Uh, we are going to open college football games of the year ah. next Friday, and we are going to have the following Friday college football season win totals. Uh, however, this year I'm only using conference games. I'm, you know, I'm still worried about COVID. You know, in case anybody doesn't have the internet, doesn't know what's going on in India. You know, this thing isn't quite over yet. I don't know how it's going to affect uh, things here uh, stateside. But I'm going to my season win totals will just be conference games. But I plan on putting out every single team. And you know, I'm not sure yet what I'm going to do with the independents. I have to look at that. Uh, but that that's our schedule for uh, college football. Uh, games of the year and season win totals. Okay, so let's 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 go through all that because that's a lot. So you'll have lines. Like I said, of, we got a lot yeah. this morning, man. I, I'm going to be busy. Yeah, you you got your work cut out for you. So again, at one you'll you'll have uh, 
you'll have week one lines in the NFL here, pretty pretty lickety split. Um, yeah. I, I, then it's Friday, this Friday, NFL season wins at the South Point. Next Friday, which has been a South Point staple, uh, to be sort of the first to put out college football games of the year. And then the following Friday, college football season wins, but only conference games. So it will be like a unique twist on that for COVID considerations still. Yeah. I'm just worried that the schedule might get messed up a little bit like it did last year. Okay. uh, But I'm pretty sure, you know, each conference will try to play every one of their conference games. That's that's my interpretation right now. Obviously, guys are going to have a lot of different interpretations of how the year is going to go, but that's mine. Just so I'm, 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 go I'm just curious your preference. Do you enjoy doing the college more than the pro? Oh, by far, yeah, by far. And why is that? Because it's just you. It's more of a research project for you, or or you just you just it, it's it's different, right? Because you're unique on it, at least initially. Whereas the NFL, I guess, is just yeah. Different. You know, I, I'm I'm kind of like a numbers and research nerd. I would say, you know, I kind of I enjoy that and. Uh, and we've done okay over the years, and we don't make a ton of money, but I always laugh at that. If we make a dollar, it's successful. We've made a couple dollars, so, <laughs> you know. And, uh, okay. You know, I, I, I do enjoy doing it. I enjoy it, and uh, like I said, that's just my personality. I like to kind of dig in and do some research and put out the numbers and, you know, and then adjust when I see certain guys come in that I know they're doing their homework, too. All right. You know, Thank you, Chris. I got to run. There's a lot of opinions out there. I okay. Got, all right, Julie. I'll talk to you, too. All right, man. My man, Mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews. Great morning to talk to him. We'll be back. I got my thoughts on the NFL Week 1 lines next. Next.